Paul, great to be with you. Very good. And, uh, you know, following Thanksgiving Day, uh, I'm sure that a lot of people had a good time. Our family certainly did. But there's a sentiment right now that uh, there's a lot of problems still in the in the world, and uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, you know one solution that that we might have uh, come to is if we had a little bit more truth telling and a little less government regulation on what we're saying. You know they're talking about all kinds of nonsense. Let's make sure that there's no disinformation. The issuers of the most disinformation in the history of mankind has come from the government and that gets worse constantly. So every time the government comes in and says something about, well, we have to regulate this, this disinformation, they're telling lies and they're doing things and we have to straighten them out. So we turn to our politicians who are nihilists and they don't even believe in truth. So there, that's released, and that's where we are today, and trying to figure out, you know, uh, exactly what will happen and uh, what the motivations are in the Middle East. Uh, that that'd be a miracle if we heard the truth about that. Uh, Ukraine, you know. The truth does come out eventually. I mean, it's sort of working its way out in, in Ukraine because it was such a disaster. It's, uh, and, and it's uh, some, of the info, some, some of the attention now is get given, you know, the Middle East between the Palestinians and the Israelis. But, uh, you know, to me, Chris, uh, a little bit of truth popped out. I don't know whether it was the Thanksgiving uh, sentiment, but all of a sudden they exchanged prisoners. Well, if people could do that, and all of a sudden, they exchange these prisoners for their own, you know, reasons. But why, why can't they do that and just say, well, why don't we quit bombing and killing each other for another year? Uh, and maybe they could get used to it. But, uh, but anyway, I think that uh, uh, there is a systematic approach and attack on our freedom of speech, the distortion of what speech is, and that the government, when they really want to make it fair, uh, and, and make sure everybody has freedom of speech, believe me, they're a long way off from the strict interpretation of our First Amendment. Very good, Dr. Paul. Yes, uh, you are correct, of course. Uh, massive lies uh, depend on mass broadcasting, and we have that today. And as you point out, the biggest uh, misinformation people are the politicians and the media, and they work together. They put out the same narrative, this big narrative that they broadcast out. And unfortunately, many people still uncritically accept it. It's like they go to the TV to get their marching orders. Uh, and then the usual suspects come out, the big corporations and Hollywood and major sports teams. And then the celebrities are, are rolled out. Uh, so, the, you know, this, uh, how this works should be, become obvious to more and more people as time goes on. But we have an advantage, you know, people who at least seek the truth, uh, because that only needs a single person. You don't need mass broadcasting. You know, um, if you think back to the COVID, you know, mass disinformation put out by politicians in the media, it was one governor down in Florida who put a, threw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. His state shined like a bright star while everybody else was uh, self-imposed suffering. You know, and uh, Elon Musk is another one, him buying Twitter for $44 billion. That's, that shows you how much the truth costs. And believe me, that was not planned because they're going after him uh, like they went after Death Santis. You know, the, uh, so 
that's their Achilles heel is people speaking freely. And if you go on to X, you know, formerly Twitter, you will get every side of the argument, whether it was COVID, Israel, Ukraine, you will see all sides. Elon Musk is for the most part, and I don't know what the future holds, but he is living up to his free speech promises. Uh, and the truth does not come just from one person. That's what's so tough for the authoritarians. It, it comes piecemeal. This guy says something, this person, this uh, girl says something, and it all fits together, and then the official narrative just collapses. So the authoritarians can't just go after one person. Uh, truth is, it, it, it comes out decentralized, which is another plus for us. So, you know, we should always stay positive. The authoritarians will never stop. They always want to box everyone in. But the truth is on our side. You know, I think it's easy for us to defend the argument that it's usually government that's the greatest, uh, you, you know, offense uh, to our rights of freedom of speech. But uh, then when you hear that the UN is getting involved, you really should have to stop and worry because they're hardly going to be the group of people, the authoritarians that are going to come and rescue us and protect us with our ability and our desire and our right to talk and say each other and have opinions. But no, there's a move on. Uh, COVID uh, onward has been very bad for the protection of speech, except for the fact that more and more people are waking up, even though they're handicapped, in that the people who want to perpetuate the lies and punish the people who are telling the truth, uh, I still think there's more people waking up. But the Zero Hedge had, uh, had an article yesterday, I want to just quote a little bit from it. It said, inside the UN plan to control speech online. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. A powerful United Nations agency has revealed a plan to regulate social media and online communications while cracking down on what it describes as false information. I wonder who will be the judge of false information and, and other conspiracy theories. You know, in some ways, you know, everybody's conspiring for something. If you get together in the most innocent, honest, positive way of getting six people together and start talking, how are we going to shift the momentum away from tyranny toward liberty? Oh, no. Put him in prison. He's a conspirator. We can't let, let that happen. So this, is, this is just terrible. I just think that uh, warmongering and, uh, and the violence in the world and the attacks on personal liberties has been led by government. That's why government's going to be around for a while longer, and it's been here for a long time. But at the same time, they, uh, the, the government is, is, is the culprit. And uh, yet they're the ones who are supposed to solve this problem and, uh, and make sure that people uh, we're, you know, don't obey this. But that's power. I think that, uh, and I've said it for about every year that I've even thought about politics, we don't you need the United Nations. And we can date so many bad things happening since 1945 and the opening up of the door, even, even the boundaries that they fought over in the Middle East, uh, you know, 20 years ago and lasting for 10 years, and the fighting that's going on in the Middle East. You know, so much of that has been artificially created, you know, by the UN edicts. And I think that is where the real
real problem is. But the, pro, the, big, the big problem with that is, if you say that, you know, we, we become vulnerable and uh, they can do damage. And I think everybody is, uh, is uh, uh, you know, vulnerable for, for people being, you know, uh, canceled and punished for this. And that's where, that's what's happening right there. There's more and more of that. And I think uh, as, as the people wake up and they feel more on the defensive, I think that is what is happening right now with the, uh, with the disgust that uh, our, our society in the United States has, you know, against the current administration. But it's much broader than that. To, to work with the idea that, oh, it's those 10 people who run the Democratic Party, they've caused all the problems, economics and, and a, a, a cartel of our liberties. Foreign policy has been, deserved, uh, you, you know, supported by both parties, monetary policy, deficits, all of that is bipartisan. So it's a lot bigger than saying, ah, the election next year is going to solve all our problems. Well, it could be helpful, and we should do what we can to help, but we shouldn't be naive and think that we don't have to continue this educational process of waking people up and uh, to get them to understand the value of understand what personal liberty is all about. Chris? Excellent. Dr. Paul, yes. The UN, um, to me, they're just a bunch of people that sit around. They come up with totalitarian schemes, and then it's, it gets uh, public relations, a lot of public relations. They always, their schemes are always way out in the future. 2040, 2050, I mean, you know, life changes so fast, uh, anyone can make stuff up about 2050. I could do that, you know, but they do it and they have a PR department, I don't. So uh, that's what they do. Uh, by the time 2050 comes around, nobody's going to remember what was said back in 2023. Uh, but in the end, thank goodness, the UN is toothless. They have no army, they have no taxing power. Each country must submit individually uh, so the people in those countries have to go along with it and if a country refuses they become the florida they become the one that proves that the u.n scheme is nonsense so again you only need one to show uh you know show the truth of the matter and that's why all of these schemes of trying to get everybody in the world to go uh, for this one idea is is fruitless it's a fool's errand but they never stop. They're always coming up with something new, whether it be climate, whether it be you know gas stoves, you name it. They always have something. I guess it gives them something to do. But like Dr. Paul says, we have something to do too, and that's just to point out the nonsense of their ideas. Uh, a lot of people, as conservatives, are afraid of the UN as if you know they're the. The, the Communist Party is going to take over the world. I'm more afraid of the conservative foreign policy than the toothless UN. The conservative foreign policy, they're already out in the Middle East again. That's scary. Uh, so forget about, you know, you always keep an eye on the UN, but don't have the fear that they're, you know, under everyone's bed. Very good. You know, uh, they, they criticized us severely for any of us uh, during COVID, suggesting that they were after power and control and that they would eventually use our passports 
And there is a lot of that activity still going on, even though the people have rebelled and they softened a little bit. But, I, but the idea is still there. And now there's a plan to talk about the, the next goal is uh, COVID is, is not uh, you know, doing so well as, as far as being the motivator to get what they want. But certainly a global, uh, global weather report and all this nonsense on radical environmentalism, it's still alive and well. But now they're suggesting that everybody has a, uh, every individual should have a control uh, uh, and, and a message. And you have a number that you have to have, and if you, and it'll be controlled by your 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 passport, and uh, and they're weighing every individual how much carbon you're allowed to be involved in, and this is this is really crazy that people would buy into this. If you just think of the the amount of effort, well, on their from the, from the view, their viewpoint, that's good. We have to know everything. They say experts suggest that individuals should currently limit their carbon emissions to 2.3 tons per year. Oh, that sounds like a lot. That wouldn't be a problem, would it? Except, except that uh, it's the way you measure it. There's a lot of carbon dioxide, right? And most of it's beneficial. And uh, they, they did this, and, uh, but, but they need a larger number. What they really want is uh, uh, up to 15 tons. So they want a tremendous increase. It will practically and totally limit every individual because everything they did, they say, oh, well, that's energy. Anything with energy would be burning up and that would be your carbon number. But those, that carbon number, if they had their way, will be on passport. I mean, it is, it is the worst ideas uh, for people who believe in liberty and really a vehicle that the way I see it, Chris, this is just another way of controlling people and uh, advancing the cause of the elitist uh, globalists that want to, and they cannot stand the idea that somebody could personally take care of themselves better than the government and they would be a lot happier and a lot freer. Exactly, Dr. Paul. And it reminds me of the vaccine. You know, they really have shown who they are. After the vaccine passports, you couldn't travel uh, without, uh, you know, or go anywhere. You go get a hot dog at the store without showing the person that you're up to date. So that's what they wanted for us. And that's what that failed. And this whole carbon thing, they have no idea how massive something like that is with energy and measuring it. And, you know, I really, it's disappointing to see the big tech companies. I remember they were doing those contact tracing apps. I mean, give me a break. You guys have such great technology that could be used for the good of mankind, and they're just catering to, to delusional uh, totalitarianism. What a waste of time those contact uh, tracing apps were. Now they're going to have carbon apps. It's total nonsense in my mind. They have no idea how big such an endeavor is, and you're dealing with bureaucracy who can't you know, even put a pothole, fix a pothole. They're going to measure everybody's carbon. But, uh, you know, the, so they're showing that they have these delusions of grandeur. And uh, I, I'm not really that worried about it, other than people believing it, uh, you know, and, 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 and there are many people that even push for it. But it's, it's really just a huge waste of time. 
you know, they're talking seriously about it, at least the information comes out, because yeah, once again, they want to give more power to UNESCO, the United Nations, to, to do, uh, do this and carry out this collection of data and then uh, having all this extra control. And uh, UNESCO wants it, but it wants to be implemented by all governments, not just individuals, all governments, all regulatory authority, civil society, and platforms themselves. So it's, it is so monolithic. And once again, maybe we could say it's so insane. This ought to wake some people up. There's a limit to how gullible the people are and should be. So, uh, so exposing this is good, not so much because you, tomorrow they're going to have this, because I think people are going to wake up before before that happened. But I think the most important thing, and I keep, I keep talking about, getting back to people understanding what the spirit of liberty is all about. Because you can't detail it as much as just uh, having understanding what liberty really means. He said, uh, and, uh, in this article also, it says, in particular, UN agencies aim to create, quote, an internet of trust. <laughs> yes, sure, sure. They they uh, they'll do a real good job of of, of, uh, of making sure everybody trusts them. People don't trust the government now like never before, so they're, they're going to do that. And uh, but this uh, this internet of trust created by UNESCO will target all the misinformation, all those people making up stories, uh, disinformation just to cover all their quarters, hate speech. Hate, hate speech. All you have to do is have an artificial subjective definition of hate because uh, they, oh, he, he looked away from me when I was sort of talking. That was a hateful look he gave me. It can be, it's so bad. And uh, all conspiracy theories, I think all theories are conspiratorial because uh, you, you make plans. Anytime you make a plan, what they're saying is anytime you have an idea that will undermine the authoritarianism of a certain group of people who are trying to run the world through globalist ideas, they think that is the most important thing they do. But uh, the, the theories and the talking and the conversation, you know, uh, uh, are, are, are the ones that, uh, you, you know, should be protected. But that's the ones they're after. If you're talking about the government and, uh, and that you have to curtail government, that's the difference. And that's, that is, uh, <clears throat> you know, I've, I, I believe that in the last couple hundred years we've had a taste uh, and an understanding of what liberty is all about. I think it's been greatly diminished in the last hundred years. But it doesn't mean it's dead. I don't think you'll ever kill it. There will always be a remnant who will know about and read about and develop and, and progress with it on the concepts of the importance of individual liberty and individual responsibility. And that's what we have to uh, keep going. But I was thinking, Chris, a little bit about the presidential campaign going on. I wonder if any of the candidates might give us a hint on how they would handle this problem. And I was thinking about one uh, that's getting a lot of attention right now, uh, Nikki Haley. She's uh, very popular. And they say, this is her week, her month. We're going to concentrate on her. Maybe we can get her out and get... Uh, and maybe she could be president instead of uh, Kamala Harris. And, you know, that, that's, what, uh, well, that's what they're trying to do. But quite frankly, Chris, I don't think that's going to lead to much of a solution. No, and God forbid. I mean, <laughs> when you hear Nikki Haley speak about foreign policy and just about anything else, 
uh, it's it's cringeworthy. And you know, we're we're talking about freedom of speech on this show. And of course, she wants everybody registered. <laughs> you want to speak on social media? You you know, you got to register yourself. Show who you are. And for what reason? I mean, the, the, our country was founded by people who used fake names. When it comes to power, there are times where people have to use fake names. And when I go on social media and I see a video from Gaza or from Ukraine from a person that's there and they're not using their real name, I really don't care what their real name is. They're showing me what's happening there, you know? So it's it's nonsense, but they, they want to identify everybody. And again, I think that's impossible too. Uh, and she's not the only one. You have the governor of New York, Hochul, saying their her state's providing tools for students to combat misinformation. I mean, where were those tools when she was saying that God wants everybody to get the vaccine? You know, that was as big of misinformation as she could have put out. And she's fighting misinformation. So it's it's funny. The people that are championing this misinformation are the ones that have proven themselves to not be reliable sources of information. Uh, maybe before COVID, they would have had a shot with this. But I think COVID soured so many people that uh, this you know, misinformation coming from these people, from the government, from the media, who's going to believe them and go along with this? And Ukraine just added another uh, another layer on top. There's Ukraine is running. Uh, Putin's going to take over Europe. And it was all nonsense, of course, again. So they're, uh, you know, they have an uphill battle trying to convince everyone that the government should know everybody and and monitor what everybody says. You know, a uh, lot, lot of people recognize now that when somebody is shouting and blaming their political opponents or whoever uh, of doing something wrong, that individual who does the most screaming are the ones who are the most guilty. And I think you were leading us to that point. They, they're the ones who are guilty themselves in campaigning. The, person, the people who are shouting, they stole the election, they stole the election, yeah, yeah, you know, and they're what it could bring the world down. They're most likely the ones who are the most guilty of doing it because it seems like they understand it better. Not that there's uh, too much trustworthiness in government per se. Uh, there are some certainly uh, real experts in, uh, in lying and per per uh, perpetrating their power and authority that they have. But now back to uh, Governor Haley, uh, and, and she... Uh, when she left the United Nations, uh, the stories in the newspaper said that she had no money. She was broke, but she got a job immediately with Boeing, and she was there for a short period of time and uh, did did well, you know, financially. And uh, she's made a couple dollars since then. So all of a sudden, things change, and uh, but but her attitude, <clears throat> her philosophies will probably change a little bit too because. She was a United Nations ambassador, and yet they uh, they haven't called me ever to be the UN ambassador. But she was the UN ambassador. But now, uh, now she's running for president, and one vow: Haley vows to defend the UN as soon as possible. <laughs> so, what what are the odds of that being very sincere or able? to happen but uh, that's that's that is what happens they just uh, go and and, uh, and 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 say what they think will get them another vote or another dollar Chris do you have a statement yes I will close dr. Paul saying that our founders as imperfect as they were were very very smart especially with the Bill of Rights 
when you look at that first and second, you know, those are huge. And perhaps those two will save our nation. As long as we have the ability to speak, the truth will get out there. As long as we have the ability to defend ourselves, uh, we will be able to, uh, to fend off tyranny. Uh, there, thank goodness, Americans, there are, what, 400 million guns in this country. If that didn't exist, you know, there's no way I can prove this. But I have a feeling that our country would have been steamrolled a long time ago. But that acts as a major, major restraint. So thank goodness for those freedom of speech and the Second Amendment. And as long as we have those two, we have a fighting chance against the totalitarians. Wonderful. You know, our, our title today was <clears throat> Free Speech, uh, the Great Enemy of the Empire of Lies. And I, I believe that, uh, that uh, the, the tr truth does win out in the end, but it takes so long and so many people suffer from it. And that's why prevention is so much better than coming up with some way of stopping a war. Just think of the nonsense going on and has gone on. And as, as we're winding down one war, maybe, in Ukraine, we're stirring another or participating in another and have had, uh, you know, something to do about the Middle East war right now. But, uh, but then there are other senators well-versed in foreign policy. Let's go and bomb Iran. I mean, <clears throat> never stops. And I think uh, I think that uh, the biggest the, the biggest problem is is they come from a point of view where they might have a, a tinge of uh, what the higher law meant and means, but they really don't believe in it because you, they wouldn't be the people wouldn't be starting the war. The people who die and suffer. Do you think the people? in the Middle East, whether it's uh, in Israel or uh, in Palestine. Uh, the Palestinians, they, they, it's not those people that died and young people. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a military people. It's, it's the leadership in countries that start these wars. And unfortunately, uh, it's constant. And our military industrial complex has so much to say about our foreign policy. And that's where our real problem is. And uh, that's why I think if, a, if there's more thinking about what a higher law is all about, because it's going to be an individual. Finally, uh, the higher law impinges enough people to speak out and they demand, we want our freedom of speech and we want peace, bring our troops home and the war. Uh, and that's a, that's a, that's natural law and higher law that is insisting for us, insisting on us coming to our common sense. And uh, I, I think it's a, uh, it's very true that um, it's well known that truth is treason in an empire of lies. When we live in an empire of lies, and so it is very close to treasonous. I imagine. Well, 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 it really is. Think about the people who have suffered about January 6th. And now it's turning out that the videos are showing that there were a lot of lies told about that. And that essentially, you know, insurrection, insurrection. Those are lies. Truth is treason. And that's what it is. They're saying it is treason. And many people suffer from it. But we need clarity on this. And it can't be provided by the United Nations. It can be provided only by individuals sincerely looking and seeking the truth, realizing that it is liberty that will bring us the maximum amount of peace and prosperity. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.